Hey everyone, and welcome to the Life Is Podcast. As you all should know, my name is Sharfay Lynn. I mentor women, I do one-on-one coaching, and I'm taking you all along my journey as I experience what life has to offer while also reflecting on past experiences. So on this week's episode, we're going to be jumping into toxic relationships. And if any of you have ever been in relationships, I'm sure that you will be able to identify with a few of these points that we'll be discussing today regarding toxic relationships. So grab your girlfriends and let's jump into it. So the first topic that I want to touch on is regarding isolation. I really want to touch on this because this is, for me, something that I think happens very subtle in relationships. You know, you might not really notice it at first, but later on, as you continue to remain in that relationship, you really start to realize that you don't hang out with your friends as much as you used to, or you don't go visit your family as often as you used to. So isolation is something that I can definitely relate to. Reflecting back on a previous relationship I had been in, I had noticed that this particular person really did not want me to be around other people. This person definitely had a hold on me as far as how I would move and operate. But that is the type of manipulation that usually happens when you're in these particular situations. They'll try and persuade you to cut people off that you're close to. A lot of times during this particular relationship that I'm speaking on, this person created a lot of hostility between my friends. They would always try and say certain things to them to start arguments. They would try and pin me, you know, against my friends, sometimes even against my own family members, just so at the end of the day, I would only have them to run back to. So at the time when I was in it, I knew that it didn't feel right. So if you all have ever been in this type of situation as far as being isolated, I believe you can definitely relate or kind of understand where I'm going with this. It definitely makes you feel like you have no one else to depend on but them. So isolation is where it starts. They want you to feel like there's nobody else that you can turn to. There's nobody else that will be there for you. So this was definitely something for me that I had to reflect upon. So being in that space is definitely toxic. It makes it easier for them to control you because you think that they are all you have. So definitely be very cautious of that, ladies. If you are dating someone or you're in these types of relationships where you feel isolated, you feel like... You know, you have to walk on eggshells. You feel like you can't spend time with your friends and your family. Or you feel like if you do spend time, you know, with your friends or family, you start to feel bad for doing it. So really take those things into consideration because that is toxic. And that is something that you definitely need to remove yourself from sooner than later. So the next point we're going to touch on is manipulation. And this was something that definitely affected me physically, mentally, and emotionally. 
I really had to reflect on a lot of things as I stepped outside of this situation and finally remove myself. There's so much that I can see now that was toxic. Just to give some examples of what I personally experienced, being in this particular relationship, they definitely made me second guess my own thoughts and decisions. And this was something that always bothered me because I knew what I knew, but once I started to speak with this particular person or we would get into certain arguments, I would always start to second guess myself. Also, there was a lot of controlling behavior. This particular person, you know, would always try and keep tabs on me, always needing to know where I was at, constantly blowing up my phone, always questioning how I would dress or tell me if I was acting inappropriately when I knew that I wasn't. And those things, like I said, they really mess with you. And especially the whole idea of always keeping tabs on you, that was something that became so stressful and so frustrating because there should have been a level of trust in that relationship. You know, I felt like I trusted that person, but I definitely feel like they had some of their own trust issues that they did not fully take care of and handle, which is why they brought that into the relationship. And even going deeper into that, they started to project their own faults onto me. So on top of, you know, blowing up my phone, trying to keep tabs on me, wanting to know where I'm at all times of the day, they were constantly accusing me of cheating. You know, that is definitely toxic. Constant accusations. When someone is constantly accusing you of things, constantly trying to control you, you know, blowing up your phone, those are absolutely signs that that person has not fully healed that that person did not take the time to reflect upon their past relationships, look at that person or people that they dated, and then look at themselves and reflect. They did not do the work. That was one clear sign for me that let me know that they definitely did not take those steps. Of course, when I was in it, you know, I didn't really see all of this because when you're in a situation, And I've said this many times before, when you're in a situation, it's really hard for you to step out of that and really look at it for what it actually is. That really was something that took me by surprise because I was not expecting to see so many toxic traits in this relationship. However, that is what happened. After I stepped out of it, there was so much to unpack with this particular relationship. So staying on the topic of manipulation, I also noticed, and I'm sure that some of you guys can definitely relate to this particular saying that a lot of people use to manipulate you. When I was in this particular relationship, this person would say certain things like, if you loved me, you wouldn't or you would do this or that. And this also plays into the person basically trying to guilt trip you. Like I said, another example of manipulation. And if they can't convince you, you know, to do that because 
you're already in this space, like I said, of isolation, still walking you guys through my story or my experience. I'm already in this space of isolation. I already feel like I can't really reach out to friends or family. And then I'm constantly being manipulated, specifically with that saying of, you know, if you loved me, you would or wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. So then I'm being manipulated, thinking that, you know, I need to prove that I love this person by not doing X, Y, and Z, which is also controlling. And then if that doesn't work, I also experienced, you know, this person also playing the victim, you know, gaining sympathy from you in order to get you to do something that they want you to do. So basically, as I just explained, they make you feel bad. They make you feel like You know, you're such a horrible person because you're standing up for yourself or, you know, you're this mean and bad person because you are because you have a different opinion from them or because you don't agree with what they're saying. So I'm sure a lot of you can relate with a few of those points that I mentioned, just touching on the isolation, the manipulation. And after that, there's abuse. Continuing to piece together all of this, (laughs) which I said is, you know, guys, a lot to unpack. I'm thinking that I might have to do a part two (laughs) to throw in some more toxic traits here that I have experienced because like I mentioned, there is so much to unpack. When you really reflect on things that you have gone through and been through, it is so enlightening to really understand this stuff. And the space that I'm in right now, I'm so thankful to God that I have these types of moments that are so enlightening to me because that's when I really start to have sympathy for that other person because I know that this particular person had not healed from their past relationships. When me and this person got to know each other and we talked and we had our conversations and we discussed our flaws, our past relationships and all these things that we had been through, I noticed reflecting on it once I was out of it, I noticed that this particular person had trust issues. This particular person was heartbroken by a previous person that they were dating. You know, so all of those factors tie into how we show up when we get into these new relationships. That's why it is so important. And that's why I stress so much as a key point, love on yourself, ladies love on yourself, take care of yourself, put yourself first, appreciate yourself, heal yourself, you know, really do the work. Because when it comes time for you to actually meet that man who is the right man for you, you don't want to block your blessing. You don't want to terrorize that man and have him have to pay for everything that you experienced in your past relationships. Don't do that. Instead, come to the relationship, 
as whole and as healed as you can possibly be. And I know that healing and doing the work and unpacking all of this stuff does take some time. So give yourself that grace and give yourself that time to do it. Now, I'm not saying you're going to come to a relationship fully put together and fully whole and fully healed, but do the work to the best of your ability. And then once you get into that relationship with the person that is for you, you both will do the work to help each other heal in the spots that you weren't able to see. Because we all have blind spots. We all have areas where we may think that we're whole and healed in, but <laughs> but you are not. So in doing that, just understand that you do what you can while you're by yourself. And then when you get with that person, the person that you are supposed to be with, the person that is going to help you cultivate that healthy relationship, you guys will grow together because you're working on yourselves and you're helping each other to see those blind spots. Just wanted to throw that in there for you all because that was something that was so freeing to me because I really had to give this person grace and I really had to understand that they were flawed in certain situations and I was also flawed in certain situations. So understanding certain things about people and how they operate and why they do some of the things that they do will really give you that peace to not be bitter and to not hate that person for the rest of your life. You know, forgiveness is definitely something that I believe in. Forgiveness is definitely for you, not for the other person. I'm sure you all have heard that by now, but it is absolutely true. When you let those things go, they are no longer weighing you down. So when you continue to hold grudges against people, when you continue to be bitter about situations, you are only hurting yourself because that person is probably not thinking about you, living their life, they're in a new relationship, they done got a whole new mindset, you know, they are out not even thinking about you and you're stuck in the space that you're in and you're allowing that bitterness and that hurt and that pain and those grudges that you hold to keep you stuck. Life is passing you by and you are still in this space of holding those grudges and not wanting to let things go and forgive and move on. Those words are like foreign, you know, foreign language. So sorry, I went off on a little tangent. You know, y'all know I have my little side notes, but um, <laughs> I just really had to say that because it's definitely important as we're talking about these toxic relationships and we're discussing things that I have experienced personally. I really want you to take these things in, understand the red flags, understand when you're in a toxic relationship and definitely get out of that as soon as possible. However, when you are out of it, take that time to heal, take that time to reflect, and also take that time to go through those steps of forgiving and healing and understanding the situation from both points of view. So I just wanted to give you guys that to think about as you all are processing your relationships. So we're going to move on to the third and final point, 
and that is verbal and emotional abuse. So this was something that definitely stood out to me regarding the toxic relationship that I was in, and it put me in a space where I was completely drained. I was always in this sad and depressed mood, and I honestly didn't want to continue on with the relationship. Like I knew these things were not good that I was experiencing, but like I said, when you are in these relationships, speaking for me, I was in a space where I thought that this was just something that you deal with. Struggle love. This is something that you have to go through in order to reach that breakthrough. My mindset is completely changed now because that is not it. You know, ladies, you do not have to go through toxicity for years and years and years until you both, you know, finally changing and getting to a good space. You are not required to deal with that. Like there are good men who are out here and willing to treat you the way you want to be treated without all the drama and stress. So believe me when I say it, it is possible. They are out here, ladies. Trust and believe that and just continue to do the work on you until your king arrives. So jumping back into the verbal and emotional abuse, emotionally, the abuse was definitely a lot. With this relationship, anytime we would get into arguments, you know, the name calling would come in, then you would have the insults. And also with emotional abuse, I definitely believe there's a lot of belittling. Specifically for me, when we would get into arguments, you know, me and this person that I was dating, they would definitely pull my cards. And when I say that would have to do with specifically, you know, anything that I told that person in secrecy, anything that I told that person when I was in a state of vulnerability, you know, just being open and transparent with that person. And they would flip the switch on me and pull my cards right then and there in those situations because they knew how to press my buttons. They knew how to make me feel sad. They knew how to make me angry. They knew all the right buttons to press, you know, to get me going. So with that being said, lots of our arguments would be pretty much verbal abuse. So as I mentioned, you know, the belittling, making fun of, or insulting me, calling me certain names, or making negative comments about the people that I loved or the people that I was close to. And like I mentioned, they were using that vulnerability against me. Things that I had told them in secrecy, they would use that as ammo to make me feel bad or, you know, use it as leverage, which, you know, goes back to manipulation. And even going back to certain conversations or disagreements I would have with this person, they would continue to argue and argue and argue. It's kind of like they would try and argue me down until I finally just gave in and agreed with them. Not because I actually thought that they were right, but just because I was so drained from having the conversation. 
So that is toxic. When you engage in these long conversations or disagreements that you all have until you basically just give in, like I said, or agree just to end the argument because they press you so much about the same situation, same conversation, you know, continues to keep being brought up. Those are all red flags. Those are all signs that you're in a toxic relationship. So if you guys can all see just kind of how this relates, just telling this personal experience and what I believe took place now that I'm able to look at it from the outside and really dissect it, the isolation started first. It's very subtle, so you don't notice it at first. This person would say things like, do you really have to hang out with your friends? You can't just stay at home with me. Or if I did go out, you know, this person would be like, well, do you have to wear that when you go out with your friends? Then that's when the control would come in. You don't do this and don't do that. And it's like, I am a grown woman, sir. (laughs) You know, like, I appreciate your concern. I will say this. There's a difference between a man just being concerned about you when you go out and controlling. So make sure you guys know the difference. A man that is concerned about you is going to say things like, have a good time, call me when you're on your way back in, or what time do you think you might be coming back in, or let me know that you made it there safely. Those types of things are not a sign of control. Now, when it starts to get to a space where this person is like, why are you wearing this? Why are you going out with this person? Or how many people are going to be there? Or FaceTime me when you get there so I can make sure that you're at where you said you were going. Certain things like that are definitely what I believe is controlling behavior. And you either have to nip it in the butt. Maybe that person will start to see how they are being a little controlling so they might change their behavior. Or they might get defensive and tell you that I'm not, I'm not being controlling. And then you might have to decide if you want to continue to be in that relationship or not. So going back to it, isolation starts off very subtle. And then as you continue to get in that relationship, you start to notice that that person has caused so much tension with you and your friends or you and your family that the only person that you have left is that person. So definitely be aware of that, ladies, because once isolation starts, then manipulation comes into play. And that's where the mind games happen. As I mentioned before, you start to really question your thinking. You start to question if you are as smart as you think you are. You start to question if, you know, you are a good person. You start to question a lot of things about who you are. So definitely be aware of that as well. Going back to our last point here with just verbal and emotional abuse, definitely do not take those things lightly. That is something that I also noticed will start off very subtle. You know, that person might say a lot of negative comments to you and then say certain things like, I'm just joking, when really, you know, they said what they wanted to say. But then they throw in that little phrase at the end to say, oh, I was just joking or I'm just kidding. Or another one that I noticed as well was, you know, don't be so sensitive and just be aware of that, ladies, because there is 
a level of joking around and saying certain things to each other when you're in these relationships and it's just jokes and you both know that. But I think we all know when you're in these spaces, the person is saying certain things and they're actually throwing shots. You know, they're saying certain things that make you feel bad. So pay attention to that, ladies. You know, definitely take these things into consideration. As I always say at the end of these episodes, because I really want you all to be in healthy and whole relationships. You know, I don't want anybody to miss out on the man that is for them because you guys are still with the person that you're not meant to be with. So really just take these things into consideration, ladies. Show up for you be aware, be present, and go with your intuition. Go with that spirit inside of you that's telling you what is not right and when to move on. And if you believe in God, you know, it's the Holy Spirit that is leading you in these directions that you need to go in. So trust that. Do not waste any more time with people who do not serve you well. So that's all I got for you, ladies continue to think on these things. I hope you all took some notes and I hope you all can relate, you know, to some of these things that I talked about, because I'm sure if you haven't experienced it, you probably know one of your girlfriends that have told you one of these stories before and have mentioned a few of these points. So it is happening. And I just want you all to be aware of that. Next week, I'm definitely considering doing a part two of this because just really talking this out. There's so much more to unpack, y'all. So much more to unpack. But we might be diving into a new topic next week. So I don't know. I'm still debating. So we'll see. But definitely take this in. Let's continue the conversation. You all can follow me over on the official Instagram page for the podcast, Life Is Podcast. You can also follow me on my personal page at Lynn. Either way, let's continue the conversation. Let's have some more girl talk. I thank you all for joining me and tune in to the next episode.